Live from Colin Warner's brother's wedding, Mazel Tov! It's the Vocal Minority Podcast! another edition of the Vocal Minority Podcast, where we combine our love of music, pop culture, mild to major, okay, it's almost always major offensiveness, with our love and knowledge, we are nothing if not learned, of the beautiful game. But we do have a ton of stuff to talk about today, so let's get to today's panel. With all of this focus on Montreal in the past two weeks, what with the Voyager's Cup and inhumane trades, our first panelist is thinking warm French thoughts. No, it's not about a certain saucy chanteuse, he's jonesing for chocolate croissants, and rumor has it that making their inclusion part of his appearance fee for shows going forward. He is the managing editor and writer for the Yorkies, Tony Walsh. Hootie hoo! He is still one of the most prolific tweeters about TFC, as seen in the Toronto Star, mm-hmm. and shames us all with his productivity. He is the managing editor and writer for Waking the Red, it's Duncan Fletcher. Hello! With not one but two elections coming up, my commie soul is longing for fair campaigns platforms that are relevant to the working class, and a candidate that will answer the most important question of the day. Who will win the World Cup, and what will they do to get Canada back in the tournament? I am one of the writers of Words for Waking the Red, and your host, Kristen Knowles. Hello. And last but not least... Hi, thank you. Just when we were ready to write Hi, him thank off... thank you. I'm happy to be here. Sorry. As a mere figment of our imagination. thank you. I'm happy... I'm sorry. It's been three weeks. I forgot how to podcast. Relax. Let me do your intro, man. I worked long and hard on this. Okay, I'm sorry, go. A little a little professionalism, go. please. Go. Don't even roll those nerd dice on you again. Anyway, he is back in the studio, very ready to throw down with the rest of the panel and show that he is indeed starting 11 ready. It is the match reporter and master meme manipulator, Mark Hinckley. Bang, bang! So now, Mark, I realize that you, you want to just jump right in with both feet, but I do have to send out a little bit of uh, recent Twitter love that we got and a new addition to our banner. Um... We uh, got this following tweet from Mr. Wade Wilson. Good God, the Toronto FC podcast that Vocal Minority Pod puts on is everything I needed in my life. Wade, we are more than pleased mm-hmm. to have, you know, to brought Wade. this moment to you and made your life to worth Wade. living. So, to Wade. Huzzah. Huzzah. To Wade. Cheers, Plain. sir. Thank Plain. you. L'chaim. L'chaim. <laughs> All right. Enough of this mutual admiration society. On to business. So, Mr. Hinckley, where the hell have you been these past weeks? The VMP listeners want to know. Well, thank you, Tony. I've been working, packing, and moving. And now I'd like to catch up on the last few weeks of podcast. First order of business. Nerd dice? <laughs> Nerd yes. dice. You see a polyhedron with a number of sides other than six, and you think it's... For goodness! Fucking nerd dice? Polyhedron. <laughs> well, in your face! Nerd dice win, sucker! And that potion, Tony, was plus 14 health... <laughs> And plus three to Constitution. Boom! Dear, dear mother... For goodness. Also, does anyone else hear the Beverly Hills 90210 theme whenever you see Becker's hair? <laughs> Just a random thought. And now, my bitchy blank catch-up. Episode 37. Vancouver will lose the B-Cup by forfeit due to unexpected overabundance of smug that rolled in from the high and mighty parts of the city and reducing the visibility in the stadium to the point of indifference. Episode 38. Montreal Impact owner Joey Saputo announces that changes are coming. Those changes are based upon a cheese-based transfer policy surrounding only the signing of players from areas with a developed and thriving cheese industry. Look for more French, Italians, Germans, Danes, and Greeks. But no Swiss. (laughs) Episode 39! Issy was so upset he was transferred to Montreal that he demanded that MLS come up with the correct font to print out his entire name on the back, just like Bradley Wright Phillips. (laughs) It's so tiny, it's like slivers. Yes, I was called up to the U.S. national team, and I did go to training camp. But during the last team meeting, I did take a folding chair to Klinsman's back, then reveal my candidate kit underneath, signing with 1997's Bret Hart. Because that's how I go. And last but not least, editing, you have performed a yeoman's half, Duncan. Thank you very much. Outstanding. In September, you get to do it all again for three weeks. Hooray! Back to you, Tony. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> all right. Very nice. Excellent. It's like you never left. For goodness. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
Major's Cup time. No, we're not looking ahead to the next match. We still need to look back to the last match. I know. It was almost a week ago. However, we do need to break this one down. So, last week, Wednesday's home leg of the Voyager's Cup was somewhat underwhelming. Mm -hmm. Or was it all part of some sort of master plan? Okay, just a vague outline of a plan by Ryan Nelson. So what happened? Nothing good. Nothing? What? What? Yeah. They didn't... They got out without losing. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations. Home consolation. and oh. Yeah. yeah I was, love that band. Mm. It was awful football. They gave away the away goal. Lack of energy. Lack of passion. I don't know. For me, it just kind of uh, falls into the whole lack of urgency around surrounding this competition for TFC. They're, they're there on the basis of their opponents being bad. Not on anything. On, they're not there on their uh, because they played well, that they deserve it, really. They're there because Vancouver put out a, a child's team, which they barely beat. Montreal well, played their C-squad. Mon 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 no, oh, no, Montreal put out a... They played their but, A-squad. But Montreal was coming out. They were the inept club in this league. Mm -hmm. All they needed to go... You, you barely got by Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, they needed to come out and pound them at home, and then they could have rested. But no, they decided to go the uh, lukewarm route, and hey, that's that, kids. Scintillating. Yeah. Duncan? Um, yeah, I mean, it was just very uninspiring when you see like the lineup that he put out there, and, and that's basically how the game went as well. It was generally uninspiring, I I feel like I watched the game in six and there was like included in the mere six minutes of highlights. There's not much you can squeeze in there. Included in that was, oh, here's a free kick and oh, it just went straight to the goalie and he saved it. How is that a highlight? Because that's the kind of game it was. It was all uh, very mediocre and maybe say, yeah, you know, we got the 1-1 the draw, we're still in with a chance and didn't have to play the starters and still kind of got a result. But it's just so unambitious. It's alarmingly so. Really, it was pretty appropriate though the way that the tying goal happened. I mean, Justin Mapp took the ball in about ten yards un unmarked and mm -hmm. just had it go. Nobody closed him down. Yeah, like you want uninspired? Well, uninspired defending gets you a guy who has a free go at at goal with nobody in his way. To be fair, Stephen Caldwell was waving his arms around in front of him. Mm. Oh, that's yeah. Well, that's that's which helps. I believe that's chapter two of quality defending in Scotland. Yes, whatever. <laughs> Luckily for Caldwell, uh, once his career is done, he uh, is already got a five-year contract at a car wash where he's going to stand outside uh, attracting customers. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I've, seen, I've, seen his, uh, I've seen some of his family members already. Yeah. 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 It's going to take over for lumber Wacky Waving Inflatable Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. The lumber liquidators. Yeah. No, they've got the Caldwell family uh, covered. <laughs> Kristen. Thank you. Uh, well, okay. So, I, I agree. It was completely uninspired. It was a very boring and disappointing game to watch. I do have a couple... I have one high point. It's a really surprising high point coming from me. Uh, D-Row. Yeah. Uh, played not only the entire game, went, went the, full, the full 90, but actually played pretty well. Considering how he's played all season, that was a surprising effort by him. And he was, he was the bright spot out there. You know, Ray had a shit show of a game. Uh, other highlight is Ashton Morgan. Yeah. Ashton yeah, Morgan had a very strong game. Now, again, it's easy to lose all that stuff considering all the meth that happened around them. Um, but I do have a question for the rest of the panel. If they'd won by 1-0, if they had Justin Mapp hadn't scored that goal, would that have been satisfactory to the three of you? Or should this scoreline have been like 2-0, 3-1, something like that? I think it was a lackluster performance regardless of what the scoreline would have been. If they had lost 2-1, they would have almost deserved it. But Montreal was just as anemic as Toronto. one all is fair. Um, I don't like seeing the away goal, but it's fair. Uh, Toronto winning 1-0 would have just really showed how much of a game nobody nobody needed to see. Yeah, it was probably satisfactory given the lineup that was put out. Uh, it would have been if they won the 1-0, but overall, well, we shouldn't have been going with that lineup anyway, so no. As I said before, this Montreal team was coming into BMO Field just with no confidence. They had won nothing in any competition. They were We had them down... On the mat, it was ready for a knockout, and they just weren't interested. Didn't even try. No, they weren't interested. Okay. I, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just trying to look at going into this Wednesday's game uh, mm -hmm. with, with the away leg, the final, um, whether or not, whether this is enough for them to walk into Montreal and take this, take the Voyager's Cup and move on to CCL. I 
would be shocked if Ryan Nelson didn't trot out the same lineup he did last Wednesday. It's just really? that's I, just I, him. I that's, don't agree that's, with that. Actually, that's him. That's his modus operandi. I know, He's I like he fits true. things in the nice little boxes, and whether it worked or not, it'll get trotted out again. Montreal will do everything in their power. They don't have a lot of power now. Winning this is will be a, the feather in the cap. Saputo is a silverware junkie. You know the orders will be go for it, no matter what the consequences may be on the weekend. I, I don't even know, and I'll ask your opinion too. I'm not sure if TFC as an organization is really that interested in this cup and playing Concacaf this year. Their goal is. MLS playoffs because that is the pinnacle for any MLSE franchise to make the first round of the playoffs. In my opinion, I don't think there's too many broken hearts in the front office if uh, they don't win this. But I, I think the front office, some of that with the make the playoffs as the beyond the no for the season, that's their what they perceive a large portion of the fan base wants. Well, I think they're incorrect. But well, how do people come out to Warriors Cup games? Uh, I think come out to the, CCL you games. know what? The, the smart core group of TFC fans are Absolutely. there. I, I don't give a fuck what, you know, the tourists, that they're not there because they don't understand what a cup is. I don't give a shit. I've been at CCL games where there's 5,000 people there. Mm-hmm. 5,000 people. Yeah, 5,000 deserved people who want to see right. it because they know what it's about. And I don't disagree. You know how much I love those games and I am, well, at every single one of them. I'm just thinking that I don't necessarily think it's just the be all and end all for them yeah it's bucks it's it's mls bucks it's garber bucks it's so is that but is that an answer to the question in a way because only five thousand people show up to mlz it's like nah, it's a push it doesn't it costs us as much to run the stadium for that night as it is as we make money back but that's so what i'm cares? wondering it's not so much that they don't care about the competition it's it's they're looking at the bottom line which of course they always do now to listen to player interviews from this week they're all completely looking forward to the ccl sure they've had their media training exactly they've done very well Stephen Caldwell was especially well-spoken about mm. captain that he is. Well, Duncan, what do you think? Um, yeah, I would guess I'd probably be more close to Tony. I think it would be more or less the same lineup here. I don't think Nelson's <coughs> been biding his time and is now really going to go for it. He's you know, much like Cal Robinson in the first round. Hmm, his B team did well. Does he go out and, with the A team and really push that advantage home? No. And I don't think Nelson, you know, his B team has left him in a position where his A team could win. Is he going to put the A team out there? I don't think so. I don't think we're going to see Jermaine Defoe, for example. Uh, yes. You think we're going to see suddenly, Luke Moore and uh, Gilberto out there? Yeah, you know, maybe Gilberto and Dero again. I think like the first leg. And it might be good enough to win. I hope it is. Maybe Nelson even hopes that it is good enough to win, but he doesn't really care. I have to agree that the front office is probably not, this is not their bread and butter, they're not seeing much interest in it, which is a shame, and I think the telltale sign for me is that I've seen more ads for two companies at one game than I have any other single sponsor in the seven years we've gone. I've seen more Amway and, was it L'Oreal? If they can't get sponsors to buy into the Canada Cup, they're certainly not buying into CONCACAF. It is not important. Just based on the atmosphere and this, like, as far as the spectacle goes, it is not as important as a league game. And the money, the monetary evidence points to that. Okay, so I have one other question and then we're going to touch on a couple other things and then we're going to move past this. The lineup going into the away leg. They're in a marginal position and the big issue, as always, or has been recently, is of course the midfield. Because mm. now they're missing Warner because he's cup tied, but now they're missing Bradley Orr. Because he's injured and he will not play again until after the World Cup break. That that to me, almost more than what I think he might put out there, that to me is the is the problem. Is that there's now almost no choice. So Jeremy Hall and Kyle Becker come on down again. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it's going to be the same as last Wednesday. The, mm-hmm. the, all roads lead to the same eleven as last Wednesday. Okay. For me. Talking going back to midfield, as Osorio and Jackson are now fit again. It's will true. they get a bit of time? I know. Will they keep going with Alvaro Ray again? I mean, he didn't get any not. playing time at all against Columbus because he would definitely be my goat of the game. That uh, one incident where he shoved, uh, who's it, Hassan Kamara. Yep. And I don't know how he didn't get a red card for that, but that's by far a huge amount dumber than anything say, Doniel Henry has done this year. All right, True. so speaking of go to the game man match, 
Is everyone is everyone falling into the Alvaro Ray for go to the match? Um, I was yes. <clears throat> Actually, I I went with Hagland. Um, he was. It's not that he was terrible. It's just that uh, he looked he looked completely panicked in a lot of situations. Um, there was a couple times he clearly you could hear him scream in his head from the from where he was, caught right out of position as if he had never done this before in his life, and. I mean, since then he's played well. Before then he's played well. It was just one of those, every time it was a guy out of position, it was number 17. That's He wasn't terrible. He was just, to me, the, the least of the players on the pitch. To be fair, he was put at right back, which he probably exactly. hasn't done okay. often. See, I, I which is why I didn't, I didn't catch that. So that's Put fair. that down. Yeah. I think Kanye West put it best when he almost rhymed, that shit Ray. That shit Ray. That shit Ray. That is hopefully the first and last time okay. we ever have Kanye, Kanye, West Kanye West quoted on this podcast. We're going gorillas. <laughs> Dear gods. Anyway, I, I'm on, yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. agreed, uh, Ray definitely was really, as much as I, well, I don't defend him that often, but that yes, was. Yes, you do. I'm the one who puts him down. You're the one who defends him. Well, mostly because you That's put him down. That's how this thing works. Pesos. That's anyway, the show. That's the show. Everyone. That is the show. <laughs> Man um, of the game, I'd go Daniel Henry. Yeah. I was D-Row. Okay. Fair enough. Mark? Um, I said Henry. Uh, I, I figured him and Morian were tied, but the goal gives him the, the edge. I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with uh, Ashton Morgan's play. So, But yeah, Henry was the man of the match. I went with Henry as well, but I can see the reason for D-Row. Geography. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. Not a homer <laughs> choice at all. And moving on. But tonight, don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. I'm rocking my pants. Put suckers in fear. Making the tears rain down like a monsoon. Listen to the bass go boom. Explosion. Overpowering. Over the competition. I'm towering. Wrecking shots. When I drop these lyrics that'll make you call the cops. Don't you dare stare. You better move. We are the champions. Okay, it's a faux cup. <laughs> And it was all kinds of hilarious to see Defoe and Gilberto trying to look excited about hoisting it together. That wasn't the saddest made-up display. Joe Bendick looked really excited. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> he, this is like a photo. Of him. He's just like, ah, It's a trophy. No. My, my favorite was, though, the Defoe Gilberto setup. Okay. Yeah. And on three. Yeah. We're bored. We're bored. We're bored. We're really excited. Josh <laughs> Trish. All right. So, 75 minutes of Drek. Mm. Somehow still equaled an exciting win in the end. And uh, TFC's first piece of silverware in giant quotes uh, for the year. Thoughts on everything after the first 75 minutes? Or maybe we should talk about the horrific play first. Um, No, I am very good to let's just stick to that last 15 minutes or so. Because, yeah, that was crap. And then we brought on Gilberto, we brought on Dero, and we were going for it. And this... Finally, like 10 games in, we got 15 minutes of the bloody big deal. This was it. Mm. We've got the talent. We've actually got the ambition, the drive. We're actually going for this. It's... It was fun. And then, you know, we got Defoe obviously scoring goals. Gilberto was creating things. Dero was using his wily old man Dero. intelligence mouse <laughs> to, to win a free oh kick. God, if it, yeah. Honestly, if it wasn't this for was the This was the bloody big deal. This was it. If it wasn't for the fact that, that Defoe had two, I would have considered making Dero my man of the match. He was amazing. He was out-muscled, out-speed, out-everything. And he just caused enough... Sanchez... To get it done. He's like it an just, old cat burglar. You don't know yeah. enough fouls. Yeah, it was... Oh, it was... My analogy for anyone who didn't watch the match and who's also nerds like me was it was the opposite of a movie with a bad ending. <laughs> so, putting it uh, in Empire Strikes Back, the pinnacle of films, it's... <laughs> imagine Empire Strikes Back being mostly about the midgets in Cloud City having a labor dispute for two hours... You know, they're discussing labor rights, they're negotiating a new contract for that robot recycling thing they do with Bespin management for two hours. Then in the last five minutes, Han Solo gets frozen, Luke gets his hand slides off, Darth Vader gets all paternal, roll credits. That was the match. You're welcome, nerds. (laughs) Uh, Marcus, thoughts on the game? (laughs) Yeah, that's... First 75 minutes notwithstanding. I don't know, I, I have not been genuinely giddy at a finish 
at a TFC match in at least three years. And I'm only saying that because I don't remember how long ago it was. Usually, historically speaking, we're we're the team that loses. Yes. This it's the 90th minute. We've just we've been up two one for a good chunk of the game. They've just tied it up, and now we're about to lose. It's so refreshing to be on the other side of that. I would like to highlight, um, actually, Lovitz, really quickly, who was crap for the first half. He had a horrible first half. Um, yeah. Someone yanked him he aside. Stinks. Um, someone yanked him aside at the half, had a little conversation that he apparently listened to because he played a much better second half, and I was very impressed, and we might actually have something there uh, with this kid. But I'm going to, leading into our man, the match, go, the match conversations, uh, Gilberto, game changer. He, you know, we talk about him a lot because it's worth talking about him a lot, quite frankly. And I I don't want everyone to sort of fall back on this. He's now like the super sub because he shouldn't be. He should still be starting, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But that was an impressive performance uh, by him that was focused, that was I am team player, and that assist on Defoe's goal Fucking gorgeous, um, and he is actually my man of the match. His impact was felt, and I mean, it was good. I think for the reasons you touched on, when he wasn't scoring, people were like, "Oh, but look at all the other." There was a good bit of knowledge there from fans saying, "Oh, look at all the other stuff he's doing. He's making a mess in in the goal mouth, and he, he's helping to create goals." But that had slipped off a bit. His body language, his shoulders were getting heavy. The weight of no goals was bearing down him you could tell he would switch off earlier he would try hard but he'd switch off like around the 60th you know it used to be the 80th minute then it came 70th mm-hmm. 60th so for him to come into this match and then um and make a big impact i think even though he didn't get a goal it's you know his comedy goal drought will end eventually but uh, i think it was important to show to highlight maybe to people who didn't realize luke moore was invisible for that match absolutely you yeah know. So, I didn't. I honestly yeah. forgot that he was playing. Yeah, but he was. But Luke Moore was actually useful when they were playing three up front. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you know, maybe uh, touching back uh, on what Duncan said, that maybe despite the seventy-five minutes of drudgery, the most frustrating thing afterwards, soberly looking at this match, is why not this mm-hmm. all the time? Why, why not yes. Yes. seventy-eight let's, onwards? Let's have all the time. Eight yeah. one game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, you know, it was against a very weak team. Sure. Columbus yeah. had Higuain out and yeah. Will Trapp and Giancarlo Gonzalez and Francis. Three of their main defensive players and their main attacking player weren't there. So, you know, there's a caveat to it. But yeah, absolutely. This, you know, why can't we be great? I think this was us trying to be great and it worked. Well, Try again. With those players missing, that should be even more alarming. Yes. They should be sending blood and going for it, but 3 0 up at half because hour, coast that home. TFC performance until the 78th minute with those players available, even Higuain alone, they're they're done. There is yes. no comeback. Don't forget, they did have to do an early sub with uh, or getting hurt. Mm-hmm. That does change. That does change the way. Sure, but the game laid out. we were completely broadly less after 16 minutes. It's true. That has not happened. Without an order. Without an order. Damn you! <laughs> yeah. 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 I wanted to set it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like there, there, there was changes yeah. that were not anticipated. Mm. Sure, and but talking of changes, full credit to Ryan Nelson, good subs. Yes, yeah. we we often criticise him we for do. bad subs, and rightly so. Fair but... enough. And maybe this is about you know health and who's available. He hasn't really had the options previously, but this time he had the options. He used them well, so kudos. Although interestingly, and we we uh, noticed it before the uh, before the comeback. The first vocal seeds of discontent in the stadium, mm, yes. in multiple That's sections, true. organized yes. by Fire, Fire Nelson, Nelson and Nelson Sucks chant. Yes, yeah, there's Fire the, Nelson in 119. Yes, then, then uh, Nelson, you suck in yeah. 120. It was like a really slow Mexican wave of discontent. Mm-hmm. It didn't quite have enough time to reach the bench. <laughs> Is that the snow. first part of that one? Yes, yeah. it was. Nelson, it wasn't. Oh my you god! Suck. Oh, because oh my god, you suck sounded way better. Okay, all right, mystery solved. So yes, small discontent, but the first goal for now. Yes, but yes, but surely quelled by the win. Yes, only by the win. Well, got the win. Fair enough. Mm. All right, man, the match for everybody who is not me, who already said Gilberto was her man, the match. Jermaine Defoe. 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 All right. Sometimes the obvious answer is the correct answer. You just called me incorrect, didn't you? No. Fairly blatantly, I believe. Thank you so no much. Burn. That's fantastic. Oh, no, 
I stand by my choice. For goodness. Thank you all. Um, no. And I will keep swearing. You don't look at me like that. No, the player who played 90 minutes was the correct answer. <laughs> oh, shut it. Go to the match. Did Alvaro replay? No. Oh, okay. Well, then, <laughs> even though he picked up on his first half, uh, Lovitz did have a real shocker out there. But good on him for picking his... Self, him picking himself up by the bootstraps and fixing his. Yeah, I'm gonna fall on the sword for this one. Um, I'm gonna say I was the go to match. See what happened was is that I made <laughs> the uncharacteristic move of going to get a drink at the 15 minutes. See, I had one of those cups refillable, whatever. It was hot. And it was boring. I couldn't believe it. I was losing my mind. I've never checked the clock so many times in 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 a span of a game. And in the time that I was gone, I left at the 15 minute. There was the injury, the substitution. The goal, and I just got back to find out the ref pointing to the spot for the penalty. What the fuck? Seriously, guys, you <laughs> waited till I left and got all that in. The only thing that was missing out of that was a red card, and you would have had everything you could happen to possibly see in a football match. So yeah, that was on me. Bad luck. I shouldn't have left. It w- or would have been fine. We probably would have been up one nil, but no. Never so, leave us again. I'm sorry. I do apologize. But in all serious, um, the entire for goodness. team for the first 75 minutes, that's my go to the match. Goatsy. Yeah. <laughs> Turn <it> up. <laughs> the return of Goatsy. Uh, I will go with Kyle Becker. He was, again, he was Kyle Becker. That's who I had. That, that's about as much as yeah, I can no, say. Yeah, no, no. He was the person I focused most of my ire on. Yeah. Just, I just want to shake him. Um, Alright, so that's sort of talked about the game, but one of the notable absences for the game was uh, our new midfielder, Mr. Colin Warner, who I guess will allow this. He uh, had some other duties to attend to in that he was the best man at his brother's wedding. Mm. I know, I know. So there's a couple questions coming out of of the wedding. One, how many bridesmaids did Warner bring back with him at Jermaine Defoe's request? And two, what was the last song that... uh, Colin, boogie down to at the reception. Mr. Mark Hinckley. I got this. I answered the first question. Is two because it's the maximum amount of floozies you can bring back over the border. Yeah. I've looked it up. Oh, all right. There's a floozy allowance. Yeah, don't, 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 don't bureaucracy. Well, it, if you stay for two weeks, it get, you can't even apply floor. for like an extension, an extra floozy per handbag. Um, I smuggle mine. <laughs> <laughs> Not giving your home address. You're okay. And uh, what song did uh, Warner boogie down to in the wee hours of the wedding? I put down uh, Blondie's Call Me because it sounds like they're singing his name. Call me! He's Call me! Call me! Call me! Call me! I went for the Bachelor's Dozen, which is 14. Really? Yeah, that's 14. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, song, actually, it was a, uh, a tribute band at the wedding called uh, Druxy's Midday Joggers, and the song was Come On Colleen, <laughs> because I'm still sure that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Tonkin. Three, you know, it's kind of respectable-ish as far as the, uh, the bridesmaid thing go. Um, as for a song, I was meant to look up the, the title of this, but it goes, Never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Because, yes. hey, yes. we've got him, but he's just... Whoa, whoa, whoa. That was on Vogue, okay, but <laughs> yeah. we're just never gonna see him play. For whatever reason, so you're never, never gonna, gonna play him. Not this time, never, never gonna play him. At midfield, never, never gonna play him. Never, there never gonna go. play him. Mm, <laughs> no scrubs. <laughs> That's fine. Oh. Thank you, Mark, for building on my joke and making it worthy. Ah, got you back, sir. He's no Nick Barry. Hey. <laughs> who is? But who is? So uh, I, I went with, I actually went with four, because I figured one for before the wedding, halfway through the wedding. Or for games, one before the game, halftime. He calls that a double brace. Exactly. Uh, uh, and for the song, actually, be, because I think he asked that they not play it at BMO so that he could celebrate... By himself at the wedding. Uh, we are the champions. What the fuck? For goodness! There was no We Are the Champions played at BMO after the triumphant mm, raising of the trophy. 
I was a little disappointed as well. Uh, I, I, I thought I, they would take this really opportunity did. and I, run with it. Exactly, and, just hammer that shit yeah, into I the see ground. Them right around the around the. Perimeter. I was I was surprised. Yeah. So I figured it must have been uh, Warner's call. They I should mean, have commemorative scars for all. This. <laughs> I just want to say. I have a problem with your answer, though. Of course you do. Because there are no winners at a wedding. <sighs> One more thing before we leave the. Uh... She cut to the bone. <laughs> you deserved it. Uh, before we leave the Columbus game, apparently, we're going to run back to Gilberto for a minute here. It had a question mark shaved in his head. The which goal is, Riddler. Is exactly. Riddle me this. Which is Where is it? Wildly appropriate. How can a like, striker being paid one point five million a year? Best still not gags. It's true. Has anyone seen a picture of this? Riddle me this. Do you have a scouting department? <laughs> have you seen the machines <laughs> yet? All the talent is left. Wah <laughs> wah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wrong guy. <laughs> So that's what led to the question of what punctuation should other TFC players shave into their heads? Um, I think it's definitely an exclamation mark for Daniel Henry. Good, bad, at the back, at the front. Henry makes shit happen. He's walking, exclamation mark, point, whatever you call them over here. Either. Excellent. Um, maybe Colleen Warner can have the at symbol. Where, are you, where is he at? <laughs> Caldwell and an asterisk. He seems like the kind of guy who cusses a lot on the pitch, so you probably need some censorship. So, I mean, it's, it's probably more, you know, his arms are out here, his arms are out there. I put it all together, ooh, better, it's like better. Ten, 10 different islands. Oh, I'm changing my answer to <laughs> asterisk because his arms are in all different directions, like an asterisk. I just went with dot, dot, dot for Becker because mm-hmm. it just seems a really accurate. Mm. Waiting. Just waiting. Just mm. never. Something's about to happen, surely. But, no. And then maybe, oh, um, no. And I just seem to... Yeah. That just sums up Kyle Becker. Sorry, Kyle. Not too late for my widely spaced parentheses. <laughs> Colin Samuel sure is a fatty. Whoa! <laughs> Classic Tony. Classic Tony. Classic me. <laughs> TFC were playing for a trophy this past weekend. Stop laughing. MLS insisted on scheduling other games to try and steal our thunder. And while that's impossible, of course, there were a couple of games that may have come close. So here to tell us all about it is Duncan with this week's wins and losses. Duncan? Thanks, Tony. The place to be for the big games this week was West, specifically Northwest, as it was all about the Cascadian teams. The week started with Real Salt Lake needing to survive just one more game to claim the all-time record for an unbeaten streak to start the season. That game was against the league lead in Seattle, and the streak was ended in dramatic fashion. The Invincibles proved very vincible, losing 4-0. Uh, Chad Barrett scored! Hey, and, uh, Michael Papa had a lovely free kick, and Seattle are now five points clear at the top of the league. But uh, you know, good effort, Salt Lake. Not bad. Uh, if that was the biggest game, most entertaining was down the road uh, in Portland on Sunday with a fantastic match against Vancouver. Uh, Timbers came in on the back of two away wins and they went up after three minutes through Max Arruti. Uh, another very good goal for him from about 20 yards out. That's now Arruti 6, Gilberto 0. Uh, from there though, it was brain of a goldfish time for Portland as they gave up a couple of penalties to fall behind and eventually got to 4-1 just inside the second half. Cue the Heart of a Lion comeback, including a phenomenal goal from Will Johnson. A long ball to Fernando Adi was controlled on his chest and he kind of juggled it, took two more touches, second of which went over his shoulder perfectly into the path of Johnson, who volleyed it home, all without the ball touching the ground. Uh, fantastic stuff, really. Uh, the highlights are well worth watching at that one, but Vancouver won 4-3, uh, unpleasantly for everyone concerned. Uh, moving over to the east, and uh, it got kind of weird. And uh, there was a lot of momentum lost in the sack race this week. Philly won 3-0, though that was against Chippers, so perhaps understandable. And uh, the Impacts won as well. They held the red-hot, high-scoring revolution scoreless and got a 2-0 win. And uh, as well, yeah, as well DC beat Kansas City as well. And 
Kansas now has a nice little five-game winless streak going, which is amusing. Up is down. Water is dry. What else are you going to tell me that's going to ruin my world? I hear Toronto beat Columbus. What? I know. Come from, come from behind that's to a... sneak a result for the second week running in injury time. I'm going to watch the last 15 minutes. It sounds compelling. You should. Um, on Sunday, uh, as well, the, the Galaxy played a game in the Chicago afternoon heat. Uh, let's check in with what Robbie Keane thinks of that, shall we? I want to know who makes these fucking stupid decisions. Play a fucking game at three o'clock in the afternoon in the most... Who wants to watch that crap? Do you? I don't want to... My Irish accent scouse. I would love to know who makes these fucking stupid decisions. Play a fucking game at three o'clock in the afternoon. In the most... Who wants to watch that crap? Do you? I, was just, I don't want to watch that crap. Sluggish, it was... Yes, why? Because the weather... These... These people haven't got a clue about soccer. Make decisions on when we play a game. And it's going to be... How hot was it today? Play the game at 8 o'clock. Why not play at 8 o'clock? It wasn't on national t- TV. It's so stupid. You need to... Oh, they need to look at these things and like use their head and be, be clever. I mean, no player wants to play in that heat. Everybody was affected by the heat today. Why would you want to play at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? In the hottest day of the year so far here in Chicago knowing that it's going to be hot and they can't blame the Kings game and the Hawks game because they didn't know that was going to happen until two days ago it's absolutely ridiculous that's to stop you have to, you have to listen to players instead of listening to people who's never kicked a soccer ball in the whole life thank you uh, I love the chipper thank you at the end uh, anyway that's your MLS wins and losses for the week back to you Tony thanks Duncan Hey everybody, it's Bitchy Blanks time. This one loves the car. Anyway. I, I do love the car. It's true. <laughs> I wasn't really pointing at you. No, uh, yeah, you were. Uh, I'm pretty sure you two were yeah, 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 gesture. Yeah, right. This wasn't yes. going to work. <laughs> no. That one. Loves the car. <laughs> Alright, welcome to this week's edition of Bitchy Blanks. So, last week... Our bitchy blank was the real reason that Julia Ow threw up on the pitch during the SKC match was that he blank. So we had a few interesting responses. Um, first time responder, Mr. Wade Wilson at Jordy Like on the Twitters. The reason for the upchucking is that Julia recalled the time that Issy showed him some of his art. Probable. It's harrowing. It is harrowing, yeah. according to... Yes, if you listen to the, Duncan's... The hawk blood, I... Oh. Yeah. That will make anyone Julial everywhere. Uh, Stowe Villain at uh, Waking the Red proposed that Junk, uh, Jackson... Sorry. Jackson. Jackson. Is a ninja and delivered a roundhouse kick to the gut of Julial at a speed that could not have been seen by the human eye. Mm-hmm. Jackson's quick. Oh, yeah. Jackson was never going to go off King Coast. No. That was just an excuse. We could use him for two or three games as uh, as a ninja. Oh, wily. I like this. Mm. All right. Uh, and our winner... Nelson's smarter than you think. <laughs> smarter than Nelson. Our winner, though, is a longtime contributor, uh, Gray, at Grand Green White uh, on the Twitters. And Julia threw up on the pitch because he was imitating Crew Cat coughing up fur balls after licking his nuts at the halftime. <laughs> Lick my bits. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, thank huzzah. you, Gray. That was well done. Huzzah. Ah, uh, gentlemen, what uh, did you have for this very, very uh, wide-open bitchy blank? Um, I put the real reason that Julia threw up on the pitch during the match was that he was not feeling well. Ew. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Beat that. Zing. I don't think I possibly could. Well done, I don't want to go now. Mm. I, I know. I... After that. Mm. I put... The real reason Julia threw up on the pitch is because Kansas City is part of a test market for Gatorade's new hickory smoke barbecue flavor. 
That's disgusting. Catch impossible. the taste. Electrolytes. <laughs> yeah. Never tasted so repulsive. Sausage. Uh, for me, the real reason Julia Howe threw up on the pitch is that uh, he caught sight of Colin Warner and it reminded him momentarily of the, the inhumanity of the, the, the day-to-day life of an MLS footballer. And it, it, wow. it, it just turned his stomach and, oh, just right there. That just, that just, that just like breaks your heart. It does. It really does. Yeah. Or turns your stomach. Mm. Mm. I almost don't want to do mine. Uh, but I'm going to anyway. So the real reason that uh, Juliao threw up on the pitch during the SKC match was that he heard Clint Dempsey was going to release uh, another rap song about the U.S. team and all centering about the U.S. team going to the World Cup. Yeah. And really, <laughs> surprised there wasn't actually mass vomiting in the stadium, but, you know, gentleman that he was, he kept it to himself. He's going away from rap this time. Don't tread on me, oh, while we're in Rio. And onwards and onwards. So you've it's heard, classic. you've heard this. The, the, I threw up the, too. Oh, I threw up too. Yeah. So this week's bitchy blank. Uh, it's a little more, a little closer to home, but still with a little bit of World Cup flavor. Uh, Jermaine Defoe was so thrilled about winning the Trillium Cup that he called up uh, Roy and said blank. So please send us your responses to us on the Twitters at Vocal Minority Pod. No A in the vocal. Leave us a comment on our website, vocalminoritypodcast.blogspot.com, or in the comments thread on Waking the Red when the podcast goes live. Yes, Mr. Duncan. .blogspot.ca. We do this every week. <laughs> it goes the same. It does? Yeah, it does. Oh, well, science! I thought I said .ca the one week and I was wrong. It's okay. I, we know we have all the suffixes. .co.uk. .org. Donate here. Denmark is best. .dk. .dk. Triumphantly raises the Voyagers Cup. All right, well, mm-hmm. yeah, we can drink. Uh, we do have one more game before going into the World Cup break, and that is against the San Jose Earthquake. Get ready to be shaken. But before we discuss the game, of course, Mr. Duncan is going to give us the scouting report. Duncan. Thanks, Tony. It was a rough start to the season for San Jose, who didn't get their first MLS win until April 26th, but. Things are looking up as they've taken advantage of two games against Dallas and a game against Houston to uh, run roughshod over Texas, get three wins in the last four games, which brings them to a delightfully symmetrical 4-4-4 record, and 16 points after 12 games, good for 7th in the West. Um, in those 12 games, they've only scored 15 goals, led in 13, so best not to expect a flood of goals in this one. Uh, the last few games, without Chris Wondolowski, they've uh, played a Generally a 4-4-2 with uh, Stephen Lenhart and Portuguese fancy down Yannick Jalot up front. Alan Gordon, uh, he's been on the bench a lot since Lenhart returned from injuries. They've moved away from like playing the both of them, the whole Bash Brothers style. Maybe the fact that neither of them have scored a goal at all this year may <laughs> have something to do with that. Um, so we may not see Alan Gordon and looking at going by the lineups from the last few games, we may not see Sam Cronin in midfield either as he's missed time. Uh, over these last uh, games. One XTFCA who should be out there, though, is Ty Harden, who's been filling in for Honduran World Cup selectee Victor Bernardes in central defence. So, uh, good news, Jermaine Defoe. Enjoy. <laughs> Go around him. <laughs> around him. <laughs> uh, it move. Good Some good news for the Earthquakes, though, is that uh, they did get Clarence Goodson back from the US team. And uh, he'll more than likely be alongside Harden. He's okay. He's a bit better. Um, looking at the pass record between the two, though TFC have got two wins in San Jose, they've never beaten them at home. Uh, the record of three ties and two defeats, uh, 3-0 in 2012 and 3-2 in 2010, which was, of course, Dero's grand check signing match. Uh, one last note from history. This is great timing for TFC. Wondolowski leads the all-time series with seven goals. So uh, something good not to have to face him. Um, basically, this is uh, this should be another winnable game. 
Oh boy. Well, there's a kiss of death. Indeed. Back to you, Tony. Thanks, Duncan. So yeah, this is one of again one of the many many teams that has its fair share of XTFCers, uh, but several who uh, probably well several two who probably won't play. Um, I am less than pleased with the return of Lionheart because I hate oh, him. You love him. I yeah. hate him. He's so lovable. So much. He's the I greatest know American hero. You adore his villainy. I I know it's your favorite thing, but yeah, I, he's got lots of hair. Not anymore. I do not like him. It's Stephen Lenhart. That is true. Wow. That's, that's special. That was good. Well done. Mm. Almost, almost like you didn't even rehearse it at all. No. 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 Spontaneity. No. We, we know. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you do. This is a Vulcan mind meld uh, bog collective thing hey, hey, going hey. on. Yorkie's on BBM. It's a completely other thing. It's a totally different animal. Mm. Uh, nice. Anyway... Moving on to the game. Uh, so it's the last game before the World Cup break. Um, they've got some... They've got a bit of momentum going on with uh, league play. And position in the table is still pretty tasty to look at considering games in hand. Do they start to... Do they continue to try and take advantage of that now? Or do they just sort of, you know, maybe slough off a little bit? Or do they... As Duncan's saying, they've, you know, San Jose's never won it. Be, I mean, Toronto has never beat San Jose at home. And since we've let everyone else who hasn't won at BMO mm-hmm. win this year, I personally think it's our time. Um, only fair. I think it is only fair. I, I think they can actually go into the break on a high note. Uh, what do you guys think? They should be able to. I mean, Wondolowski's out. He's uh, the big sort of weapon for them. You know, we, we should be able to beat these. You know, let's, like what we're saying, like the, the last 15 minutes against Columbus, let's just take that kind of attitude. For, let's start the game that way, just for once. Mm-hmm. Let's have some ambition and yeah. you know, just try and go out there and crush some team. We're going on vacation after. Let's like just you know hang yeah. loose. <laughs> just, you know, put it, why not start all three of them? Just go for it. See yeah. what happens. What's the worst that's going to happen? Lose. We could lose anyway. Three weeks off, yeah. We've seen these matches. One, it should be a win. These are the ones we always seem to be, the ones where TFC finds a way to not win. San Jose hasn't exactly been running away with uh, uh, racking up the points with away wins. Neither was Columbus. Yeah, it's true. But I mean, and we beat them. Yeah, barely. Mm. Yeah, no, I I was, I actually did some research. Go figure. Um, yeah, like they, I know they've won three of their last four. Also, research from earlier, but uh, their road form isn't exactly something to be afraid of. And if they're if they're stripped of some of their best players, and Jermaine Defoe never got a call, we should be doing pretty good. Uh, I, I would think that this is a very winnable game. But there's of course the Toronto C factor, which means nothing's a guarantee. So um, I, I still think we. Alright, so assuming that nobody uh, gets grievously injured on Wednesday in Montreal and have at the very least Warner back to help out in the midfield, sort of... Don't count on that. I know, exactly. He could have uh, a christening or a bar mitzvah, um, a graduation. All uh, stocks getting groomed, can't play. Exactly. Tattoo appointments. They, they, they charge you if you break those appointments. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Hey, you don't cancel within a certain amount of time. And you see what they this league? Mark, well, Mark Bloom, we're still passing the hat around for you. Yeah. I haven't washed my dog in months. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, they, yeah, they're, there's, you know, San Jose's been kind of a bit of a broken team this year, so I think they're eminently beatable. I hope we do, because I just don't like them. Um, not you, Sam Cronin. I love you. We wish you were back with us. Same. Uh, but the real question for this game and is... Alan Gordon. Everyone loves Alan Gordon. Everyone That's loves a giant. That's no, no, no. I, I would happily take Alan Gordon back. We said that earlier mm-hmm. on this season. We did. So that does lead into the question is... Gordon. How many goals will Alan Gordon score against TFC on Saturday? None, because he's going to be on the bench. Fair enough. Sure. One goal, four injuries. <laughs> Two other players. <laughs> Not his injuries. <laughs> no, no. Four injured others. He's going to leave TFC players in his wake. Uh, probably three San Jose players and one <laughs> TFC player. Uh, he's going to score no goals. Why? Because J.J. Koval is a ball hog. 
And welcome to our new segment, Hate a Random, part of the show where we, as supporters, try to inject some much-needed personality into a league full of vanilla. <laughs> this week's victim will be none other than San Jose Earthquake midfielder, J.J. Cole. You God, I hate that bitch. guy. Where the second J stands for jerk. And the so first one stands for? Jeffrey. Uh, yeah. uh, I thought it was jerk, jerk. <laughs> when you see that number 28 J.J. Cole with the ball, give him Sanchez for being a jerk ball hog. Learn to pass, ass face! <laughs> Back to you, Tony. Suck Thanks, it. Mark. Suck it, jerk, jerk. For goodness. Okay, so, well, that's our look, if you want to call it that, at the San Jose game. Uh, that, that was thorough. That was very thorough. I apologize. Mm. Thank you for your Top thoroughness, gentlemen. Uh, well broken down, and uh, we have lots of things to discuss next week. But before we do a little wrap-up on the show, we still have to touch base on the Prediction Liga. So the Nerd Dice, as well as our predicting abilities, were not exactly up to snuff last week. And here to update us on <laughs> the VMP Prediction Liga, the Concubine League, is Tony. The Concubines! These two lucky bastards, I'm pointing my thumb at Kristen and Duncan, <laughs> Thanks. both really. took a TFC win last week. Three points apiece for them. Huzzah! Mark's Nerd Dice... You were 4-1 against Columbus. I'm tough. Good days! Mark's Nerd Dice took a shaman spell, which opened up the secret entrance to the Ogre's Cave, which somehow opened the Great Chest of Vengeance. Mark was gifted with two weapons points and turned the Dagger of Odin on the Minotaur, which led to Daniel Henry's goal. Clearly you've never played D&D. Three points. Me, I took a loss for TFC... There was a brilliant moment when it was 1-0 Columbus, and I looked at him, look at this. I, I, have, look predi- at what I, I have predicted correctly. <laughs> it was a good two minutes. Two minutes. That's when Mark went to the cannon. <laughs> it's all Mark's fault. It's the drink. Whatever. You came back. I lost the prediction league. Well. So wait, so what, what are the what standings? About Montreal? Oh, yeah, Montreal. Don't forget Montreal. Yeah, Montreal. That was some predicting that I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> so... <laughs> What? <laughs> Remember that time? Uh, oh, when, those were good times. When uh, you guys predicted... What? Remind me. Uh, <laughs> remind the listeners what you predicted there, Chris. I predict one I'll draw with the nerd dice. No, you did not. Yeah. Nerd here. No, the nerd dice picked like 4-3. Four, 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 four. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Your rules took terrible. It was 4-3. Yeah. 4-3. Yeah. Yeah. That was, was definitely 4-3. Yeah. So. I think I went maybe 2-0. Did I say 2-1? Yeah, we that went, sounds right. You were definitely all TFC wins. Even me? No, oh, yeah. no, really? I think I probably did. Did you say what now? No idea. I think I did, yeah. You so, might have. No points, luckily. <laughs> Thanks for reminding us, <laughs> listeners. Anywho, that brings the Prediction Liga up to 12 points apiece for me and Duncan. And these two on the other side of the table, Mark now predicting with Pyramid roll. Space Dice. That's right. It's from the future. And Kristen, using her noggin, are up to nine points. Closing in the race... Back to you, Seth Blatter. Are we not doing this? <laughs> and now, let's take a look at two matches which we will write down. Tomorrow night's match, which is probably last night's match when you're listening to this. Or two nights ago's two matches. Nights ago. Hopefully it's last who knows night's. when you're listening to this. Could be way in the future and they find this in an apocalyptic mess. In the year 2000. <laughs> anyway, robots... <laughs> Let's predict Montreal versus Toronto, the second leg of the Champions of Canada Cup du Ligue. <laughs> du Bibliothèque. I am taking... 1-1 one, one full-time score. Are we, uh... Then what's extra time? And penalties. Oh, and penalties like... Six goals from Montreal in extra time. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go nil-nil. Ooh. Away goal win for Montreal. Wow. Yeah. I'm uh, going way out there, and I'm wildly, wackily optimistic. I know, shocking. 2-2. Uh, two, two. TFC wins. Nice. Yeah. I got, uh, I'm not rolling the dice, because I feel, I'm feeling, what? I'm feeling. Why have the dice? I'm feeling, I'm going to do it for the next game, so just chill. I'm feeling one all penalties Toronto wins. Fine then. I'll roll the dice. Scratch my nil. All right, fine. All right. Red TFC. Yeah. 
Grey Montreal. It's going to be 4 4. No, no, actually, 0 0. Well, no, no, that's what I said. Well, then, <laughs> see. dice don't lie! <laughs> it's meant to be fate in the year 2000. Alright then, no, no, I'll, I'll stick with that. Scratch that and It's been stuck in. <laughs> and now that that's out of the way and Montreal has most Ooh. likely lifted the cup. <laughs> San Jose! Nerd dice, what do you say? We lose 1-0. One 1-0 nil. One nil San Jose. Damn you, nerd dice. I say 1-0 San Jose. 2-0 Toronto. 2-1 Toronto. Come back next week when I read what I have written down. <laughs> and we add up points for our league. Thanks, chums. <laughs> Me? Thanks, you. All right. Well, folks, uh, do uh, tune back in next week where we have our post-match match because there are two matches. Only two matches next week, guys. Huzzah! Uh, Wrap-up and a World Cup preview. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're going to talk World Cup. Uh-huh. We're not leaving you hanging. Uh, so towards the end of the show or at the end of the show, we do like to touch base with every panelist and see what it is they're working on for the coming week. Okay, so to be found on the Twitters, as always, at Duncan D. Fletcher. Mr. Fletcher, what are you working on? Uh, well, I'm kind of consulting with an expert in the facial hair care business for some tips on beard grooming <laughs> for opening up a, a barber's. Uh, with Beards for Gilberto becoming a thing, uh, look it up, it's real. Hashtag Beards for Gilberto. Uh, there's going to be a lot of Hirsute TFC supporters looking to tame their mountain men beards by the end of the season. Uh, a lot of money to be made here, so uh, you know, what's a man to do but take advantage? I think that is wise. I nice. like this mm. ground, you know, getting in on the ground floor. Good job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, to be found on the interwebs at the Yorkies1812, Mr. Tony Walsh, what are you working on? We have touched on this artist a few times during the show, but uh, I will be in Montreal studying the subversive effects of Quebecois Chantous Mitsu's music on the footballing culture in La Belle Province. Actually, if I'm honest, I will be uh, actually just reading the lyrics to Bye Bye Mon Cowboy and writing a short piece. (laughs) Okay, okay, completely honest here, I'll just be sitting around in my underwear watching our videos on YouTube. Oh, okay, fully truthfully, the videos will be on mute. In slow motion. Really fully, truthfully, there's no one to my wrist. Got me. And with that... <laughs> no one knows me like Dungeon D. Fletcher. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, if there's still anybody listening... It's um, it. To be found on the internet at Ignortalk, I-G-N-I-R-T-O-Q. Mr. Mark Hinkley, what are you working on? Thank you. Well, I've been working on an expose on the rise of pornography in bookstores. You see, the other day I was in a major bookstore chain. And within the sports section, in plain view, right there, was a book, 1,000 football shirts. In a fit of outrage, I demanded to speak to a manager and have them explain to me how such filth could be at eye level. Any child, any child, could have pulled that off the shelf and started to read it. How could I explain that to, to a child? What they're seeing? Their parents, how would they react? It's appalling. It's offensive. And I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Thank you. I would have pulled one off if I saw that too. <laughs> Mitsu. <laughs> should be shown, should be kept in brown paper bags above the counter. Yeah. Only. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Or absolutely. behind a little beaded curtain. Next to Razzle. Yes. <laughs> hey, do you mind? It's my book. Yeah, Jugs. we have a podcast to finish. It's my book. Look, just hold. I just literally it. hold yourself for like a couple minutes. You'll be fine. I don't need a couple of minutes. Oh, dear gods. Yeah, Mitsu. Mitsu. <laughs> I'm gonna get Mitsu to read me that book. <laughs> I'm never leaving the house. It's the international language. Oh, right there. You get some cheesies like synth music behind it. She'll she'll sing it to you. Yeah. All right. So I had something that I was working on for oh. this coming week. Well, However, well dressed only in the shirt of your choice. 
Nothing else. So what I was working on for this week has now changed. I uh, am going to be sanitizing the podcast <laughs> studio, the chairs, the table, the floors, every surface that the other three members of the panel have touched while they are here this week. Uh, I expect to be sourcing out uh, extreme bioagents to uh, clean this place down to a molecular level because I do not trust regular cleansers to take care of whatever it is they have done while here this week. Uh, and then failing that, I'm just going to hitch a ride out of town, still searching for my elusive Julio Cesar uh, Panini sticker. Uh, but other than that, I'm just going to try and put this troublesome moment with these scary gentlemen out of my mind. You can find me to offer messages of sympathy at uh, Casey Knowles on the Twitters. Well, folks, that is our show for today. Please don't forget to send us your bitchy blanks replies. Rate us on iTunes. We're not needy, really. And tweet us if there's a question or issue that you want us to discuss on the podcast. Until next time, I'm Toronto. Get used to it. Can I book now? No! <laughs> Feline AIDS. Hers. Jesus. Good lord. I say, like, one, like, complimentary thing about Andrew. I remember a chap named Laurent Robert. Laurent Robert? <laughs> Laurent Robert was his name. Laurent Robert was his name. He came from Europe. He was a surly son of a gun. Oh, it's kicked a ball. I knew some fellows that jumped. <laughs> Wasn't here long. <laughs> but the time he was here. Old Larry Bob, he was the greatest. <laughs> Larry Bob. <laughs> he got replaced by Carlos Roas. Took him five weeks to get here from <laughs> Central South America, somewhere like that. He came by donkey. Right. Well, Montreal's later, is it? Just Montreal. Yes, it's Montreal. Is, yeah, it's, it's, it's a. Hey. Exactly. There's a. I can keep up on things. Montreal sandwich. Did, did we get to use two Mitsu songs? Like Mitsu. <laughs> two hot legs. <laughs> Mitsu. I'm very hot disappointed sack. she never made it to England during my teenage years. <laughs> oh, I missed out. The world would have should have had her, to be honest. She's mm. like classy Sam Fox. Oh. Fagundes. Yeah. Yes. Sam Fox with a modicum of talent. True. Also hey true. now. Mm. What are you saying about England's sweetheart? <laughs> the, that English rose. <laughs> um, uh, is Elton John going to record a special <laughs> version of Candle in the Wind? Yes. A candle in the Wind. Good. What? Goodbye. Good she probably did. Dirty bird. Well, I, I don't doubt it, but. Things were rough. Some class, man. Things are rough in the late nineties. I'm sure Princess Di did that sort of shit as well, but he didn't sing about it, did he? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Excellent. That's some solid outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows a Princess Diamond joke. Yeah, okay. Too soon? Oh, that's right. It was after Greystoke, but before Highlander. Greystoke, what a piece of shit that was. Greystoke? Yeah, where oh. He-Man lived. Ah. Up next, in, Lady in, Hawk. In what role? <laughs> She-Ra? I am D D S E. What Greystoke? No, no, no. That was the... If... Any member of TFC, past, present, or future, could be the Lord of Greystoke. Who would you say it would be? Oh, it's uh, kind of a Jimmy Brennan. Uh, <laughs> so, of course. I, I have to disagree, and categorically, I would have to say that the almost obvious choice would be Mo Johnson. 
Um, he practically a Skeletor in real life, and uh, and Preki would be his. Uh, would be the movie character. is called Greystoke: The Legend of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes. Oh, Fuck Greystoke. all the review. That is what I said. Yeah, I, but that's but this one this line's way better. I think Rybus on Skanovich looks more like he man than anybody. True. But maybe go with a bit of a remix. would be Tarzan. <laughs> maybe just go with a bit of no, a remix. No, he'd be Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Learn of the jingle. Tarzan. Learn of the jingle. Me Tarzan. Me Tarzan. Yes, this Montreal. Is, yeah, it's 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 a hey. exactly. There's a. I can keep up on things. Montreal sandwich. Did, did we get to use two Mitsu songs? Like Mitsu, <laughs> two hot legs. <laughs> Mitsu. My question is, he played basically B team, sub B team. I'm gonna throw things at you people. Um, yeah. Go on. No, 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 no. Oh. I have nothing to say about the Montreal game. Okay, we'll start sorry, over. Sorry, podcast. Oh, so I'm not even going to talk about this game. I'm going to throw to Kristen. Because they're busy being five. I'm going to know what the second <laughs> F is for. I'm going to throw to Kristen. So, Kristen, what were your thoughts on the game? No, I have no thoughts. Yes, you do. No, yes, you do. They're on your screen. I have so. thoughts that you all suck. <laughs> Basically, the beat. Why do you not sound like? Well, then you like your own voice. <laughs> Grow the fuck up for five minutes, all three of you. Basically, the beat. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I hate you all. I really do. <laughs> Eat you guys.